please tell me this is your one this time. Yeah. I, I, I have done nothing. <laughs> Big news, Chris. This is mine. I've got it. It's in the bag. Hello and welcome to the Internet of Trash, a podcast about all the smart tech we could probably live without in our day-to-day lives. I'm David. And I'm Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good afternoon, good morning. Depends when you're listening. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you, Dave. How, how are you? I'm very well. I am surfing around for the early deals for Black Friday. Ah, uh, yes, we are in Black Friday month. As we record this, if you're listening to this, uh, then you've missed it. Yeah, sadly, you have a whole 11 months to wait now until I hope you magical enjoy, time. I hope you enjoy your purchases. <laughs> I hope you have returned them all to the store for yes. in-store credit. <laughs> the Black Friday is going to be quite different this year, I would imagine. Obviously, when you're listening to this, you'll know what it was like, but we don't know what it's going to be like. Are there going to be big, long queues and scrums at the TV aisle? As they usually are? <laughs> I guess not, because uh, I'm assuming that's... Well, it depends what country you're in, I get. I, I suspect the UK will be slightly less manic than usual, because a lot of the shops are closed, because they're non-essential shops. Because again, oh. at the time of listening to this, uh, or recording this even, <laughs> either way, uh, <laughs> this we're in a lockdown, so... True, actually. Uh, there won't be any Black Friday actual shopping to do other than online. No, like there's a few shops in town where I am that are open. Like they're non-essential and what they're doing is click and collect. So you can rock up at the door and knock and they'll bring your parcel out. You have to knock. Uh, oh, I picked up a book earlier. I had to phone outside. I'm stood looking at the person through the window. <laughs> Pointing at and the book on the table. <laughs> that one, it's mine. I want that, that one. No, the, no, the hardback, hardback. <laughs> I did, um, we did a click and collect yesterday, actually, with, um, I had to go and uh, collect my own birthday present uh, from <laughs> oh, okay. from a well-known um, electronics uh, uh, store. Um, but they do this thing where you, you click the button on the email to say that you're here, and then mm. you pop open your car boot, and someone comes out and puts the uh, your thing in the car boot, and then you drive okay. away. I assume they've closed I the boot. I assume they closed the boot for you. But <laughs> but I got there and I parked up and, and then I read the instructions and it said, pop the boot open. And I, and I thought, I can't pop my boot open remotely. My button, <laughs> it doesn't do anything. <laughs> so I was sat there for about five minutes and there was this, like, um, it's a progress bar type thing, a bit like you get when you order a pizza. It's like... <laughs> Your email has been read. Your orders being being collected. And I could see them in the window past me, sort of, and I panicked and I ran out to go and open the boot just as the guy came out. <laughs> oh, great. So in the end, I thought, well, this achieved nothing. Then we're we're as was close he, to each other as it would have been if I'd have gone gone in to pick it up. Was he uh, carrying a hammer over because he'd noticed he's like, well, they're not open the boots. So we're gonna have to make our own <laughs> One way. One of those in. little break break yes. glass hammers just. <laughs> Here's your, here's your order, sir. Enjoy. Here's your coffee maker. Now fuck off. <laughs> uh, uh, is, is that what it is? Is that what you've gone and... Um, officially, I don't this? know, but yes, yes, it's it's okay. a coffee maker. Very nice. And uh, I suspect, have you funded this or has this been funded? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just had to go and pick it up. Fair enough. I think that's a that's a fair trade-off in these day, this day which, and age. <laughs> which, if everything had gone to plan, I could technically still not know what it is. 
Ah, okay. So, oh, right. Oh, yeah, because I guess it's not outside out of box is it it's in the retail box that's i guess that makes sense i mean yeah. it had it had pictures of the thing all over the box <laughs> but um and the guy shouted one coffee who's got the coffee is, mate? is it like in a restaurant where you've got table numbers but they can't see them so they're just walking around going chips and egg chips and egg anyone <laughs> is it just <laughs> what restaurant are you going to where you're ordering chips and egg you're missing and out. the waiters have no idea which tables are which. <laughs> Just you're missing out, Chris. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, there's a there's a gem that you haven't found in the town. <laughs> the restaurant scene has changed dramatically post COVID. Yeah, chips and eggs, safest foods you can get to stay safe. Yeah. The reason I mention Black Friday deals is because I've become tempted by a smart device, which I'm sure will feature in a future episode, maybe. Uh, there's a long tease for listeners. Like, oh, you have to stay tuned. You have to download all the episodes now. I never know when this one will come out. Um, but robot vacuums, Chris, have been getting my mind a little bit, and I'm really, really tempted. And your mind racing. <laughs> They're really sucking the atmosphere out of the room. Uh, I don't know. That was terrible. <laughs> But I think I, I think you've got the power setting on too strong. Though, if, it's sucking, <laughs> if it's sucking the atmosphere, it's taken up, out of the very room you're in. It's taken the whole carpet up. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> nice hardwood flooring now. <laughs> Easier to clean. Um, yeah, no, I've just been. I saw them on the Amazon Prime Day deals. Um, right. And there's a brand that I quite like that makes one. And I thought, oh, that's, and there was a really decent discount. It was like, it wasn't one of these rubbish discounts. And it was one that historically hasn't happened before. It was a genuinely big discount. Um, I was sort of looking, umming and ahhing. My one problem, Chris, and it's, it's quite a, they've made, they're saying they're doing an Apple, it's our thinnest yet. Um, because it is. Surely that's not great because, because it has to hold everything it sucks up within itself so oh. if you make it incredibly thin yeah it's not going to be able to do a lot <laughs> i guess so maybe they'll maybe there's a companion robot like harvesters in the field when they s spit out the corn bag the bag companion robot <laughs> into these the trailer two, <laughs> hoeing around in tandem together yeah but, uh, chris i didn't buy one i won't i don't know i'm not you know if you're an expert out there let us know um but honestly that I think what they do is squish it so it becomes a bit wider by obviously to give you the volume. <laughs> it's three feet wide, <laughs> yes. but it's very thin. It doesn't fit through any doors. You really have to turn it on its side to get it through. But my problem is my sofa is quite low and it wouldn't fit under there. And I'm thinking, well, of all the benefits of this, you know, it's great that actually it'll go to places that maybe you don't vacuum as frequently or as heavily. Yeah, that's true. And that's, oh, that's a really good idea. And I'm like, oh, the, the sofa's quite low. And I've already got a set of coasters that sort of lift it a little bit. And I've looked at the height I'd have to lift the sofa to. And it could be a bit like a roller coaster once I sit on the sofa after, <laughs> after raising it for the... Like, I'll be sat there slightly unbalanced, but at least the floor's being cleaned now automatically. At least you can sit there in the knowledge that underneath your sofa, it's absolutely beautifully cleaned. Yeah, exactly. You have to get on Amazon to those Black Friday deals on coasters, Dave, <laughs> and build it up. So I'm trying to bundle deal them. Yes. <laughs> Underneath my sofa is just full of cat toys. Intentionally That's... or pure accident? Um, I'm, it's kind of playing a long game, really. He plays with them so intensely that they kind of shoot under the sofa. Oh, no. um, 
And you have to play a long game in the hope that he eventually forgets that they're there and that those toys exist. Um, there is one toy. He has his favorite toy, which is a, a sort of plastic ball with a bell in it with like a little furry mouse thing attached to it. That's his favorite toy. And every time you give him a toy, it only takes about two minutes and it's under the sofa. <laughs> but he will not let that one go. He will scrabble and scratch and whine until you have to crawl under the sofa and pick that thing out. But I've managed to make him forget about quite a lot of toys at the moment. So uh, okay. I'm slowly claiming back the flat for myself. <laughs> so, well, then a robot vacuum could help you there as well. You, you need to put some like um, arms on it to help push things out with it. So it could pull like a collection out with it. But then I guess like uh, that undermine your what you're trying to achieve. That would, yeah. What I need this thing to have is like a sort of set of metal jaws, like a trash compactor thing okay. on the front, so it can just wow. it can just hoover up those uh, plastic toys under the sofa, and hopefully not not get the cat as well, <laughs> or perhaps <laughs> any other of my possessions that are currently on the floor. So you need some sort of AI learning sort of thing yes. to figure out what's important <laughs> in your flat. Mm. Yes. I think you might be looking for a long stretch. And I think the solution there, Chris, is one, stop buying as many cat toys. And two, just remove the cat toys yourself. And there you go. This is, this is true. I don't this think, is true. I don't think this is a problem for smart tech to solve. I think this is a people problem. <laughs> <laughs> you are forgetting the fundamental point of this show, Dave, is that every problem is a problem for smart tech to solve. Well, this is the very big problem, yes. That is, uh, that's the biggest problem of all. Yes. <laughs> And until tech solves this podcast... It goes all the way to the top. (laughs) Until tech solves this podcast, we will keep going. I guess tech could solve this podcast, actually, because of the 10 platforms that we're available on, they could all just stop making us available. This is true. Tech always wins. Tech finds a way. So, Chris... I let on a little bit, actually, at the, uh, maybe this will be in the, I suppose it has to be in the preamble now, because I let on just before we hit record, uh, that I had this idea, this week's episode is uh, an item I've got, and I said I had it in the bag. So you can probably guess where we're going this week. Oh dear. <laughs> Are we... Are we going on holiday with some smart baggage? We're not going on holiday. Think a bit more daily use. So, you know, let's let's say we're lugging back and forth to a to Are a, we are we going shopping with some smart bags? I mean, that's a good one actually, but no. No, we're going to a a place of education, a place of work, a uh what is it people do now? Coffee shop, isn't it? You know, they just sit with laptops and stuff. Not in these times, Dave. <laughs> Chris, I'm trying to enlighten this podcast with some hope. (laughs) (laughs) So it's what, are we talking about a smart rucksack? We are indeed talking Ah. about a smart rucksack. Now, I will say that there is some smart rucksack. There's a a few to choose from. And I'm going for the one that seems to have the most features packed into it. Packed in which is mask. which is makes it arguably the best one. Oh, of course, that's that has to be the, that's the reasoning behind everything. That's the surely. defining characteristic of all of this smart tech. Just ask the smart salt shaker. <laughs> Just see how many bullet points it had. I mean, you know, that's that's a proof in itself. <laughs> Still universally the least listened to episode. I'm just going to say, ladies and gentlemen. We need you to go back and listen to more episodes, people. 
If you want me to stop comparing everything to the smart salt shaker, you've got to go and listen. <laughs> wow, that's that's uh, an ultimatum that we haven't had to make so far on this show. Um, I didn't want it to come to this, but you know, and also trying times, Dave. <laughs> so, Chris, this backpack. Um, in a normal backpack, and I'm going to compare what you say against a, a what I guess was a survey done to the great public. Um, but what in a normal rucksack would be your like top few features? My top few features of just an ordinary rucksack for going to work or something? Yeah, let's say daily use, sort of the commute, the education commute, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, well, I would want uh, like a laptop pouch. Okay, yeah. Uh, a pouch inside the main uh, main you know, volume of the bag, <laughs> whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, that is padded and maybe is able to hold um, a laptop or a tablet or something, something like that, nice and safe. Okay. That, and that that's pretty much the main feature you'd like to see in your rucksack. Pretty much, yeah. I don't, to be honest, I don't carry much else in, in, in my <laughs> rucksack, to be honest with you, not of any significant value. So I'm pleased to say you follow the consensus of the world in this survey done by someone and who knows where and well, how, I have no idea. Um, that's, that's the sign of a good survey, that is. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, you know, YouGov, you know, feel free to come and ask me about my sources because I have some <laughs> serious good data. <laughs> no, so... A, a pouch for laptops and tablets protected is is uh, third on the list. Uh, second was waterproof. Uh, okay, yep. And first actually was interesting, which my bag does have, is lockable zips. So you can somehow secure them in a anti-tamper kind of way. Where can I get this bag, Dave? This sounds I mean, brilliant. This is just a simple bag, Chris. You can probably purchase this at your favorite um, luggage retailer. <laughs> so many to choose from. <laughs> It's hard to pick a favourite, Dave, I'll uh, be honest with you. I, I can't commit. I have to change luggage providers every few weeks. <laughs> it's just you can't. 24-month contract. It's cheaper. <laughs> it really is. Roaming as well. It's brilliant. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I only just got that. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll leave it to that. Leave you to work out that one yourself. I um, might edit in more silence. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> just to... Um, other features, Chris, uh, people want uh, lots of compartments in the bag itself. So I guess individual pens and notebooks and phone pouches and stuff. I would say that's debatable, to be honest. You don't want, I mean, there is a point where lots of compartments becomes too many compartments, <laughs> I think. But as in you don't know which, you're there for half an hour trying to find which of the compartments. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you can hear your keys somewhere <laughs> in there, but you, for the love of God, you just can't find them. <laughs> I have a question for you, Dave, before we move on. Um, which part is the front of a rucksack? <laughs> I feel like you know that you, the, you've got a smug answer to this. And I also feel that it's a trap question that's designed to make you say, well, it's clearly the bit that's on your back, isn't it? Um, so I'm going to say it's clearly the bit that's on your back. Uh, yeah, because actually the front pocket is the largest pocket, which is usually at the back. So I'm going to say it's what you'd consider the back of like up against your back of yeah okay um there is no right or wrong answer to this question as far as i'm concerned but in your answer i think you've just demonstrated the point of my question is that you said the words front and back together several times 
See, it's you a said trap. the main front pocket is at the back. This is not fair. That was a trap. I was. This is my episode, Chris. You cannot <laughs> trap me like that. It's so rude. My point is, if someone says, "Oh, it's in the front pocket," which pocket do you go to? I feel you've been spurned by this, Chris. This <laughs> seems to be a matter that's caused you great issues in the past. It's these sorts of questions that keep me up at night, Dave. <laughs> because I can't. I don't know the answer to this question and it really frustrates me because I'm trying to think about it logically and I just cannot work out which is the front pocket. Because when you look at a picture of a rucksack, Mm. it's always showing you I can't, I can't even say the front side or the back side because I don't even know which side's which. It's not showing you the bit that's touching your back. It's showing you the other side where all the pockets are. Mm-hmm. So when you look at a rucksack, the front is the bit closest to the camera, which is a bit furthest away from you when you wear the rucksack. So does that make that the front and the bit near your back the back? Or is it the front because when you're wearing it, the bit that's close to your back is closer to you and that's the front because if when you turn it round, it then becomes the front and the bit that's closer to the camera and the promotional photo is further away and therefore the back. Christ, you're having an existential crisis about this, aren't you? (laughs) I'm not hearing any solutions to this, Dave. Jesus. All right, here's a solution. Industry standard, like... Like when you see on parcels, it says this way up. (laughs) What you need is a front this way arrow on every rucksack. I completely agree. There needs to be some sort of standardization here because um, if you say it's in the front pocket, I don't know which pocket you mean. And it may it may cause arguments. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, sounds like you have uh, prior experience. If I'm honest, Chris. <laughs> well, it's it, it it's a bit like stage left and stage right in no, a theatre. Well, it's not it's because stage... that's very much defined. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that that that's what we need in the backpack world. Stage left and stage right is a set thing. So no matter which way you're orientated and which way you're looking, stage left and stage right are always in the same place. It's a bit like port and starboard on a boat. What if you're performing in the round? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> well, well, if you're performing in the round, it's then stage left, stage right, port and starboard. As <laughs> your, your four. North, east, south, west, inner, yes. outer, stage inner, stage outer. I don't know. Dave enters south, southwest. <laughs> Cue music. Chris, uh, I don't know if this smart bag will solve your woes with front and back of rucksack uh sadly um but let you know we could always put it forward if if it's uh causing you that much stress i think it's quite clear at this point but it is <laughs> so chris let's have a quick look at some of the features maybe maybe one of these might help you at least figure out your okay. uh, life problem with rucksacks. Okay, good because at the moment this this backpack is is doing nothing that my current backpack doesn't do. Okay, Chris, the first thing to say on this backpack is don't worry. Whatever you end up, whatever situation you end up in, it has a bulletproof pocket for a Kevlar plate. <laughs> <coughs> yep, I was not expecting that. So it has a bulletproof pocket for a Kevlar plate to go in, yeah. And is that bulletproof pocket on the front or on the back? <laughs> uh, it appears to be on the 
the part that faces <laughs> the back. Say it, Dave. Say it. <laughs> the part that faces the back, nearest to the back, upon wearing. Um, upon wearing, it is flush with your back. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I have a question then. What is the purpose of the bulletproof pouch with the Kevlar plate? Is it so that if you get shot through your backpack, you are protected? Or is it if you get shot from the front, the contents of your backpack <laughs> I guess, are fine? I guess it's ambiguous both ways, isn't it? <laughs> uh, he sadly was shot, but uh, at least we've still got his MacBook Pro to sell. <laughs> yes. His water bottle was absolutely fine. <laughs> his smart water bottle. <laughs> and his smart smoke salt shaker that he carries around <laughs> with him. <laughs> that at all times remained intact. Some people call that a tragedy. <laughs> also, he's dead. Oh, God. Um, yes, so there's that. And good news for you, Chris, it's got 30 plus compartments. Okay, harkening back to my last point, that sounds like too many. We've reached the point where it's too many and 30 plus is too many. It's yes. like they didn't, I mean, I love it when they do this. They made the damn thing. They know how many pockets it has, yet they appear to have lost count after 30. 30. <laughs> God, one, two, three. Ah, why bother counting anymore, lads? Just keep stitching them in <laughs> yes. as many as you can. I want more pockets on there by the time it reaches the end of the production line. Keep going. <laughs> Add a few more while it's in the van heading to the shops. <laughs> it grows them organically as it's, as it's in the shop on its way to you. <laughs> Uh, of those compartments, Chris, some of them are hidden and secret. So, uh, right, even more opportunities to never see your goods again. <laughs> again. <laughs> is is there an instruction manual that tells you where the hidden compartments are, or do you have to find them over the course of owning the bag? Uh, maybe it's a bit of a challenge. Maybe they like you can unlock achievements every time you find one or something. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so it's also got some popular features that you do, that we've discussed on the normal rucksacks. It's weatherproof. It's got padded handles and straps. It's got nice uh, zips that appear to maybe be lockable. I can't really tell. There's no feature, but they do look like the lockable type. And one of the bullet points is high quality materials because nothing says high quality like having to say high quality. That's the mark of a mark of a distinguished brand. Yes. Though um, so it's got Kevlar in it, which is fairly high quality. No, no, no. It has a pocket for a Kevlar plate. It doesn't come... Oh, so you... Not included. So you have, to supply, the Kev, you have to supply the Kevlar plate. Bring your own Kevlar plate, yeah. Oh, that sounds a bit cheap, doesn't it? <laughs> well, we'll find out about the price of this at some point, I'm sure. Um, Was this just one of the many pockets that they added? And we thought, what the hell can you put in this? It's so... That's got to be quite heavy as well. That's got like, A rucksack can be quite heavy. That's going to add yeah. some serious weight. A Kevlar plate is going to weigh... I actually have no idea. Let's check. How, how much does Kevlar weigh? Well, I guess it depends on how much of it you have. I don't know if there's a... <laughs> oh, well... Uh... Uh, 1.4 grams per cubic centimetre. Brilliant. Well, let's say, I suspect the plate you'd put in here is just a bit bigger than an A4 sheet of paper. Right. So how many cubic centimetre A4? Bear with. GCSE maths happening live. Times 29. So 600. That, that can't be right. <laughs> Fine, we'll we'll just roll with it. Six hundred and nine cubic centimeters. So that is six hundred and nine. <laughs> that is uh, eight hundred and seventy six grams. Okay, that's actually no, that sounds about, but probably be about right for a size that like 
So I guess it depends on how thick it is as well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> no, so, no, Jesus Christ, no. Let's well, if it's a cubic centimetre, then it's a centimetre thick as well, isn't it? That would indicate. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so let's that's, say that's embarrassing because I'm probably wrong on that. But yeah. Let's just say it's a nice. It's, that's. I think that's fair. But it's a kilo. That's quite heavy. That's a bag of sugar. A kilo bag of sugar is not not carrying around a full smart salt shaker with you everywhere you go. (laughs) Christ, that really break your back. You don't want to be carrying around a kilo of salt and a kilo of Kevlar. (laughs) So, Chris, um, another feature we have here is uh, yet another pocket that's included. But this this one makes sense, and I've got this in my bag, and I think this is a good feature: an RFID blocking pocket. Actually, it seems multiple pockets are RFID blocking. So okay, so explain an RFID blocking pocket. So it allows you to put um, things like your contactless cards, uh, for example, your work ID badge that scans you into the building, uh, your phone even, and your wallet, just generally in the pocket, and then it will just block out any interference. So. You get, uh, not that it happens frequently, but there's a potential for drive-by attacks as such where someone tries to get a payment off your credit card by just walking past with a reader of some kind that tries to initiate the payment. Now, in most wallets, you get card clash if you've got more than one, so that usually sort of helps. But yeah. it's a good bit of protection. I'd, I'd, I'd say your risk basis, depending on where you are, like where I am, there's, it's pretty obvious if someone stood very close to me with a what looks like a some form of card reader device i guess but in, a, in the tube in london for example in a, a, yeah. a rush hour it's pretty good. i think it's one of those things that's probably it's solving a problem which i suppose not it doesn't actually occur that frequently but when it does it's in, it's probably a good thing to be trying to prevent yeah definitely uh, i guess because even like i don't know I'm not, I'm not sure how the british passports work uh, but they've got the smart chip which i suppose we'll lose soon They've got the smart chip from the EU in there. Won't we keep the smart chip or is no, that provided by... we don't get the fast in, fast track anymore after... Chris, oh, no. do you not know what you voted for? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I changed my mind. <laughs> but I think that's an RFID type technology. And again, it just stops someone skimming. And I suspect there's cryptographic stuff in there, but it just stops any potential harm. It's just a nice thing yeah, to have. That's a good thing. Though I suppose these kind of skimming crimes are, are much harder now in, in COVID times when we're so cautious about anyone coming any, anywhere near us. Yeah, if anything, it's made us all savvy to cybercrime. No, it really hasn't. I mean, <laughs> so Chris, another popular feature, which again you was top of your list, which is the notebook sleeve, which also has safety padding. Uh, okay, at the bottom. Does that just mean lots of padding? Uh, lots of padding. Yep, yeah, basically. Um, and it's also got a side handle, so it can be carried both ways. So not only will you have a dilemma of front and back, Chris, but up and up and sideways. Uh, which, and which orientation? Which is top and which is bottom? <laughs> yes. Very much also going to be an issue oh, for no. you with this bag. This bag is not solving my problems, Dave. <laughs> it's just adding adding to my issues. So, so far, a few quirky features, the Kevlar plate pocket being one of them. You're going to say to me, Dave, this doesn't sound like a smart bag, though. And Dave, this doesn't sound like a smart bag. Correct. How is that? So, Chris, how is a four-port USB hub built in? Sound how to is you. a full port well, USB how, how does How does it sound? Why is a Raven like a writing desk? <laughs> how does a four port USB desk... Oh, how does 
how do mm, you make it sound natural? Don't I really? <laughs> I'm keeping all this in. There's no <laughs> oh, point no. making it sound natural. Yeah, that's true. How does a four-port USB hub built into the bag sound for you, Chris? That sounds pretty good. What is the purpose of this four-port USB hub built into the back of the bag? USB hub. <laughs> what's it? What, what's this hub connected to? No idea. Um, how also does a Bluetooth speaker microphone and and microphone sound to you, Chris? Okay. What? So you can play music out of your bag? Yeah. So. So what's like, the microphone for? I guess calls take calls <laughs> which means as you're walking down the street you have to lean over sort of... yeah i can hear you mate but why why would you want that chris i take it the speaker is the speaker inside one of the many pockets or is it built onto the outside my only assumption is they've got very quickly past the common bag features list to realize how can we now package this as smart <laughs> i know a microphone <laughs> i hate to say it dave but you could solve all of this by just popping a smart salt shaker in there yeah you could didn't have a microphone though oh very true you're missing true. out on that talk back ability yes um, but surely if the microphone is again inside the bag all you're going to hear is sort of like a muscle <laughs> so for viewers at home who want to do this themselves on a budget on a shoestring budget buy a cheap battery pack and a bluetooth speaker or a cheap smart speaker and shove them in your bag and you've got a charger with a few ports in it and a speaker and microphone <laughs> or just put your phone in your bag uh, yeah that's right that that achieves everything so far I have to say, the only thing I'm impressed with so far is uh, the bulletproof back and or front. <laughs> and Good. I'm, I, I'm Good. distressed to learn that I have to provide the Kevlar myself. And you're not impressed by the high quality materials in any shape or form. That, that doesn't impress me at all. Okay. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> that, that's, that's the least I expect. Um, so the battery also has a flashlight built into it. So there is a battery, sorry, there's a battery in the bag, obviously, for your hub, and uh, it has a flashlight right. built into it as well. Is that another kilo as well, <laughs> added um, to the combined weight of this thing? It's quite a large battery. It's a 20,000 megaamp hour, milliamp hour, megaamp, milliamp hour. 13 gigawatts. <laughs> when this thing hits 20,000 mega, megaamps. No, milliamp. I'm misreading my uh, acronyms there. So, okay, there's a flashlight in the bag. Is this flashlight for you to take out and use, or is it to illuminate the inside of the bag? I can only imagine it's to be it's it's removable. It does look they do like have a module picture of what it could look like, and it looks like it's a thing that you can take out. But that must be a bit pain in the backside if you've got all the bits attached inside the bag. So you've got to, ugh, come on. I wasn't sure whether it was a flashlight to help you find all of the 30 plus pockets <laughs> inside the bag. It illuminates them using fiber optic. Actually, that would be quite, quite cool. That would be better. So Chris, you're going to ask me now, how do you charge this? So you no, don't, uh, you can basically... <laughs> well, fuck you, Dave. <laughs> How wow. do you fucking charge this? Wow, we were almost one whole episode in without explicit tag being applied to the podcast. And yeah, and then you shut me down. So. Shut you down. <laughs> Christ. Um, Cancelling you, Dave. <laughs> Consider yourself cancelled. Well, I'm resubscribed, so it's all good. Um, so Chris has got a retractable two meter power cord. Sexy. <laughs> Which, a retractable two-meter power cord, which now leads me to th thoughts of like you, you've 
pick the bag up without realizing you've still got it plugged in and you walk off and event like you take a few steps yes. and then the, as you fly back. But this this thing is just accumulating weight. So now you've got a retractable power cord. So it's retractable. So I assume it stays inside the bag. So you've now got two meters of cable coiled up <laughs> in the bottom of the bag as well. Yep. As your kilo of um of Kevlar and your kilo of battery. And all the spare salt that you've got lying around at the bottom, because the salt dispenser is just pumping out salt <laughs> constantly. Um, and it also has a car charger as well, so you, you can charge your car. From no, no, the no, backpack? no. Like the cigarette lighter charger. Oh, that connector, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I've just found a tertiary list of things that include the bag. So it also includes a. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no. Also includes a small lightning connector fan that you can plug into your phone and have a little face fan. Oh, oh, right, okay. It comes with that, does it? Yeah. So it's like one of those handheld battery ones, but you can attach. Is that it to because your... you you're going to be sweating so much from carrying <laughs> yes. all this immense weight around with you? I, I guess that's the case. Um, and it's also approved, so they said it was approved to be uh, like by the um, airport security so that it's fully checkable and stuff within guidelines so there's no problems there. So, you know, right. that's a nice thing as well. I mean, most bags. Yeah, particularly are... when, you're, when you're filling a bag with wires and technology <laughs> you, that, that you can't remove. So, Chris, Is there any room in this bag to actually put things in? Oh, no, no. You need the uh, add-on <laughs> carry bag for that. <laughs> Chris, I now need to ask you the ultimate question here. You want to be safe when you walk around. You don't want to have anything shrapnel throwing into your back via the via the bag. Maybe the maybe the Kevlar pockets actually for in case the battery implodes or something. It's, it's to protect you from the bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate RFID device between you and the bag. Um, so, Chris, you'd love all this smart stuff. It's going to improve your commute so how much are you going to pay for it okay um i would hazard a guess that good rucksacks are actually quite expensive more expensive than i think they are yeah so the one i've got is um i think it's like a it's a pack safe or something it's designed it's a sort of city proof one it's got the lockable zips can't be slashed the materials anti-slash it's got rfid pockets it's waterproof it's you know it's designed for a city commute uh, and that's, I mean, it's lasted me eight years now. And yeah, that was n- probably about 150, 160 pounds for a, it's okay. a small bag. It's not a big one either. It's quite a small, it's, it's okay. a day pack thing. So, what, um, what size is this bag then? Is it quite a big bag? Is it relatively small? Is it impossible to say with the photoshopped images you have of this bag? <laughs> oh, actually, no, it's quite a lot. No, it's a large rucksack. Um, I tell you well, what, it has to, it has to carry so much. Okay, it's a large bag. Yeah. Okay, let's say then this thing is going to set me back uh, £200. That's not a bad guess, actually, Chris. Uh, It's a terrible guess. Um, (laughs) The expected retail price of this bag was around £300. £300, wow. Who's dropping that money on a Kevlar-plated bag grenade? Those who... uh, care about their uh, their smart salt shaker in the bag (laughs) (laughs) 
It's just a large, smart salt shaker carrying contraption. So, Chris, actually coming to the weight, did you know that the average person can actually carry 20 times more weight if they're wearing a correct fitted uh, and balanced rucksack? Right, as opposed to sort of having it kind of falling off your back in a really odd way if it, if it if it's up on your back. Yeah, so I guess properly. Yeah. Compared to what your back could hold on average, I guess they're saying it if, is if it's done it, it right. is remarkable when you do put on a really good backpack mm. and you realize how much it it seems to carry the weight for you. I remember being at school and obviously like when we when we were at school, everyone used to always wear their backpacks really low down. It seemed to be this yeah. thing that, that the higher up you were in the social order, the lower your backpack was. And it was sort of... Yeah, the real um, cool kids were the, the bags dragging along the floor. Dragging along in the mud behind them. Yeah, I can get my head around that and I, I think for a while I tried to join I sort of loosened them down a bit I was like no no that's silly I mean the reason I've got this is to <laughs> to make it easier to carry I didn't realize it was uncool to have the bag so far up your back I don't quite know what the well that's kids for you what I did was I compromised and I was a single shoulder slinger you know just on the one shoulder so you, yeah and you'd walk around holding it without the same arm just to make it look real like but that's there. even that's even worse oh yeah it's done me serious damage lifelong damage that's incredibly uncomfortable in every way <laughs> um and Chris, so when people wanted to carry 20 times more their weight, they apparently first started talking about backpacks uh, in 1906. Now, that's not the first backpack, but that's the first time it was referenced or recorded the use of the word. They never invented backpacks before 1906. Well, no, it's, it's the use of the word, I think, more than anything, to be fair. Right. Because I'm sure people have been carrying things on their backs for thousands of years. Yeah, they didn't They didn't have a Kevlar pocket, though, did they? So. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I, I've just realised I missed out, and it's on my bullet points here. There, there was one that boasted that it could act as a Roman shield, like a shield wall. Yeah, so Roman you could shield. put it on your arm and hold it in front of you and use it to genuinely push people out of the way. I was like, well, most bags kind of do that, I guess. But it obviously, <laughs> have you? Re- if you really wanted to, why would you need that? Why would anybody think that's a good feature for a backpack? <laughs> Exactly. In what part of your daily life do you need to create a Roman shield wall? (laughs) I suppose if there's a few of you travelling and you can't get through a crowd, you'll just shell, go into shell formation. (laughs) If you come across an opposing group with us. With with the other rival brand. (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, Chris, that is the smart backpack. And um, is there any features that when I then say smart backpack, is there anything you thought, well, that's silly though, why wasn't that in there? Um, I was thinking it might have like some sort of GPS on there to tell you where your bag is. Okay. But then I guess I guess with a backpack, it's sort of always with you. That's the idea of a backpack. I can't think of many scenarios unless it's you're going to the office to work or something where you'll be leaving your backpack behind. So just briefly glancing at the more expensive version, it had a lost and found service, but I think that all depended on people like like on the back of your credit card and it says, hand this into Santander or whatever. Uh, right. I think it was that kind of gig. It wasn't that it's found itself. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be a cool feature, some form of l- location, or at least yeah. if it's tied to the app. Like I don't know if you've seen those tile trackers before for wallets and keys and stuff. 
yeah. where it's tied to your Bluetooth. If you walk away, it remembers where you'd left them. It warns you as well. And also if anyone else walks past with the tile app, it says, it, it doesn't tell anyone, but it then pings your phone to say, someone else has just walked past your keys, by the way. That would be quite right. cool. But That'd be quite good. Yeah. No, it doesn't have that. You could have a sort of security self-destruct system <laughs> in there where if it gets stolen, you could just uh, hit a button on the smartphone app and the battery just heats up. Wow. To, <laughs> and uh, melts the uh, the contents so no one can get their hands on your your prized smart salt shaker. Assuming, though, that the Kevlar plate would survive that, so there'd just be a pile <laughs> of ash and a plate. One um, Kevlar plate. What if you got hacked? <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's a distressing thought. Help, my backpack's out of control. It's been hacked. <laughs> But that's the thing. You're just adding all this smart tech. All you're doing is adding more things for people to hack. Oh, you're just increasing the surface area to, yeah, for how you can be implicated into yeah. various lose, loss of money and other things. You know? Yes. Okay, Chris. So let's get on to the grading of this item. Right. We're opening up the lid of the smart trash can, Chris. We are. We are. Um, I... I think smart baggage is an interesting idea. I don't think this one does anything particularly good or even particularly anything, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't think this does anything particularly even average with it. It's nice that we now have somewhere to put all of these smart devices in we've been talking about. Mm. So in that way, I think it's essential. Um, in another more real world way, I think it's a pile of shit and uh, we should put it in the internet trash bin. There it goes. I, I am going to take my Kevlar plate out first uh, yeah, that's because I did expensive. buy that separately. You can probably sell that for scrap or something. Quite a good price on the market, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to attach the Kevlar plate to my um, home smart drone so <laughs> that it um, can defend the house against robbers. <laughs> Wow, so it's armor plated. That's that's it's impressive. <laughs> now it's now too heavy to take off. <laughs> it's like I say, if you really want to achieve this on a shoestring budget, go and buy an anchor power bank on Amazon. They're on Black Friday. Well, you've missed it, sorry, but they're on Black Friday for like ten quid. It's got two outputs on it. Go buy a well, anchor do a great Bluetooth speaker. Oh, anchor, if you want a sponsorship deal. There's an example of the ahead of you. slick in, inserting of ads that we can do in this show. Um, but the, again, like for 20, 30 quid, you can probably re emulate the majority of features for this. Well, I think that's the real consumer advice from this week's episode. If anything, Chris, I hope people see us as the next big consumer advice consortium. Yeah, don't buy this. That's it for this week's episode of The Internet of Trash. If you've enjoyed it, please do rate and review us on your favourite podcast app of choice. It really does help people to find the show. You can follow us on Twitter at IOTPod and you can email us on the IOTPod at gmail.com if you'd like to send us any of your bad tech stories. Thank you very much for listening and we'll be back next week with a Christmas shopping guide chris are we calling it that uh potentially i don't know let's check the schedule i don't remember is that, ne is that next week um who knows no no it's the week after dave so what's next week um next week is uh something, something christmas, christmas question mark 
I think um, hmm, I think I, I'm gonna try and find a piece of Christmas smart tech for next okay, week. Perfect. Fine. And then after that, we will be back with a uh, a Christmas stocking filler special. Yes. So there's something to look um, forward to there. More professional advert coming in next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll edit this to higher quality at some point. I'm sure. So yes, no, thank you very, very much for listening. And uh, we'll be back next time with some stories of smart devices that should have been left a little bit dumber. That actually helpfully has one image that pretty much describes everything. Packed full of information. Okay, promising. <coughs> it's good for a purely audio <laughs> medium. <laughs> We got a fantastic image this week, guys. (laughs) Links in the show notes.